0: You're listening to Podketeers.
1: Welcome to episode 432 of Podketeers. This week we talk about Project EXO coming to life in the parks and Larry was there to witness it. Ernesto de la Cruz comes to Oogie Boogie Bash. David S. Pumpkins gets swallowed by a sea monster. We discuss Magic Bands coming to the Disneyland Resort. But before all that, we talk about our obsession with Disney Dreamlight Valley. Plus, we welcome a new member to the FGP squad. We'd love for you to join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter by searching for PodKeteers, but it would be great if you joined us on our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com 432 and click on the Discord logo, or you can also click on the link in our pinned IG story. Of course, before we get this started, we'd like to send a very special thank you to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast, Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of PodKeteers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podketeers gear, extra content like the Podketeers After Show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash fgp and as always a super special thank you goes out to the fgp squad for their continued support okay it's podcast time and of course if this is your first time hanging out with us welcome we hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you come back for more and of course if you've been hanging with us for some time now welcome back friends here is episode 432 of podcasters.
2: And, we hello. <laughs> hello. and then that's, hello. All it, and that's all he says. I'm
1: never not surprised when I see him and not more than three seconds passes and I hear, well, hello.
2: Yeah, it's, they, they've got a very limited vocabulary uh, audibly on this Dreamlight Valley for sure. Yeah. So,
1: I guess I should start the podcast by saying, hello, my name is Hazen and I am addicted to Disney Dreamlight Valley. Hello, Hazen. It all started (laughs) on a warm, not-so-summer day. And I'm saying that because, you know, we had the heat wave and then last week it was like nice and cool and then this week, September, was like, wait, <laughs> i hold my drink for a second. And it, we're back to 101. Oof. I, look, I don't like this. It's making my Dreamlight Valley playing experience a little difficult. <laughs> it's making it super warm. And I don't appreciate it. So if anybody can turn off summer and fire up um, fall... That'd be great because if we're going by Costco standards, we're already at New Year's. And if yeah. we're going by Starbucks standards, we're already in sweaters and PSL territory.
3: Yep. Yum.
2: You know what? I so. I I almost I almost bought some Christmas decorations the other day. I didn't because they didn't oh, have anything I liked. Go. But I was looking
3: at them for sure. You saved this conversation for me to walk in.
2: <laughs> I bought some Halloween stuff. I bought I bought okay. I bought some Halloween towels, that's what that's my Halloween stuff. I bought. He um, almost got
1: Christmas stuff at Spirit Christmas stores. If you know, popping up wherever Spirit Halloween stores are currently closing.
2: You know oh what? If they had a Spirit Christmas store, that would be my jam. <laughs> Dude, and they could real. just have the Haunted Mansion holiday stuff there. It'd be fine. Look at or they could have you know, whatever Christmas stuff. I like I like dogs. My all my Christmas stuff is dog related. I like dogs. We like dogs yeah. here, and all my Christmas stuff is dog related, or you know, pretty close to. So I've got like inflatable dogs and light up dogs and porcelain dogs and resin dogs. Dog the bounty and, hunter. Yeah, dog the bounty hunter. <laughs> Snoop Do Double G. He comes with a Martha Stewart.
1: You know you only have to call him Snoop, right? Yeah, no. D-O-Double-G. 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 That's a so, Corona
2: commercial for all you people
1: that don't watch commercials. Uh, so, Dreamlight Valley. Yes. I have to say that, you know, I was really anticipating this game. I've been talking about it for a really long time, and... Growing up, I played The Sims, you know, got really big on Animal Crossing during the pandemic like a lot of people did. And, um, you know, the Disney tie in for this game just, you know, I I felt like it was just going to be something really special and really fun. And I did not expect to invest as many hours as I have. And if you remember, the idea was I was going to try to stream some gameplay and, uh, you know, it launched Expo Weekend. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to play until the weekend after, but I played anyway and it was late. And because it was late, I just decided to capture the gameplay and just kind of talk over it because I was curious like everyone else was and I figured I'll at least have this content to post on the YouTube channel. So on the YouTube channel we now have a couple of videos of me playing Dreamlight Valley. And since then, I have recorded more content, one of which I I foolishly did not realize that I somehow muted the audio. So yeah. there's a lot of blah 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 from me but absolutely zero audio. You fool. From the game. So Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. There like was nothing I could. Blah, <laughs> blah, <laughs> blah. <laughs> there was no, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> so I've been contemplating what to do with that one because it would have been the next one in the series for the YouTube channel. And I've been wondering, I have music that I can put in the background. And obviously, the, you know, I could put. The game music behind it just softly so that it's not completely just my voice. And that might be what I do. The only problem is that the one session that I recorded that ended up that way was over two hours long. Just just and so for me to have to go in and edit the audio and everything. Oh man. I I thought about not doing full gameplay but doing more like a recap video where it's kind of a little bit of music, but I shorten it up to like maybe 20, 30 minutes. And I just kind of run you through everything that I did in those two and a half hours. And that way we still get the content up there from that part of the game. I just don't have to sit there and add audio to two and a half hours of content. Just which...
2: download that, you know, loop of like the me music, you know, from, from, from the, Wii, the me, like,
0: Oh yeah. Just put that. They got I'm sure they got a loop of 10 hours on YouTube. Yeah, it's
3: very soothing.
1: I think people do that with Animal Crossing videos now. <laughs> so know, it wouldn't what? be too far-fetched for me to do that. I mean honestly, I think I could find the Dreamlight Valley music. I'm sure somebody's already posted it on YouTube. So if I had to loop that for 2 hours, I look. I think it's a bop. All right. I really like the music to Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, it's one. It, it's a really well-scored game. So, if I had to just kind of put that in the background, it's obviously not going to sync up sound-wise, and you're not going to hear like the hellos of the game and stuff. <laughs> you're not going to hear the coins and when you're plopping stuff down. But, you know, I it'll be nice to have some music in the background. So that might be a, the the approach that I take. For everything else, uh, so far, I've I've been testing a few seconds before I continue doing a larger recording, and I've just been trying to go through the game. And so the idea originally was stream it, and I'm like 30-plus hours into the game now, and I've recorded Mm -hmm. almost 20 hours of it. So I have a lot of content what to was post. That? Say
3: it again. I, I got a lot, like
1: over twenty hours to post. Oh, okay. It's
3: like a part-time job. <laughs>
0: kinda,
1: kinda. Okay. So much so that I had to buy an external hard drive to move all that video onto because uh, it ate up oh the hard man. drive that it was recorded yeah. on. Yeah, and Ooh. now I have this content that I have to post. So more content is coming. That's the great news. And I'm also thinking about somehow putting together a couple of like tips and tricks videos to make your gameplay a little bit easier because it's fun. It is addicting. I didn't think I was going to be this addicted to it. Got my wife into it. The kids are into it. And, Larry, I have just a warning for you. You know, we've know. we've had this conversation before where... You know, you've, you know, you have so many things going on in your personal life that, you know, video games don't necessarily fit well for you right now, right? And so we've talked about Animal Crossing, we've talked about these other, you know, games, and they just don't currently fit into your schedule. And I I totally get that. But I'm going to warn you don't, don't, do not ever let anybody, anybody tell you. Hey, Larry, why don't you play Disney Dreamlight Valley just for a few minutes? <laughs> Come on. The first one's free, Larry. Just play oh, a little bit. Oh,
3: man, f- that pitch. That's just a pretty good pitch. Just play a little I've bit. I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just, just play a little bit. It, it'll be fun. It's a little bit? It's Disney, okay. Larry. Just play yeah, just a sure. Just just you know Just, just enter slowly, slowly in a little yeah, bit. Like yeah, because <laughs> okay. if you do, it will engulf your life. And you will never want to leave its side. Dun, oh, dun, man. I,
3: you man. Know, it's crazy. I was talking to Andrew before we started recording. And I've been seeing it in the Discord which is awesome. You guys are uh, interacting with Hazen and Melissa. Andrew's fully into it. and But I've been hearing it on the Switch and then I heard about Steam and I heard all these versions that you can play it through. And then, I was telling Andrew earlier, now at my work I work with the education sector and I have instructors there and every academic year they make a club and play games. Guess what game they're playing now?
0: Oh no. <laughs> oh, Disney you're going to get sucked Valley. in dude.
3: They're trying and I, they're like, Oh, they see all my Disney stuff on my desk. They see my lightsaber on the wall and they're like, uh are you playing? And I'm like, you know, it's, I've heard about it even had like, great insight from my friends i do the podcast with obviously you guys so it's like yeah i just haven't jumped in and now this warning you give me (laughs) it's like (laughs) this is the only thing because i even watched your gameplay which i recommend people to watch that first one hazen posted uh, in the discord for you all that are on the fgp squad and other than that just our general discord if you join us you can see hazen put a link on there so it's like it's really cool to see it kind of like you've launched it and you talk about the music and the aspects. Like It's kind of just soothing. Like I've watched other gameplays of my nieces and nephews. It's really popular with the kids, right, to watch those YouTube videos like that. But this was, it kind of hit, like you said, another aspect for me because it's got that Disney realm and that comfort and characters you know that you have nostalgic vibes to. And like Merlin, hello. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. I could see it, and I, you know what? Your warning is warranted greatly, and I, I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely a scary moment right now. I feel like I'm at a crossroads. I appreciate it, though.
0: <laughs> Look,
1: I bet you anything right now that we have not heard one peep out of Andrew, and he's playing right now.
0: <laughs> oh, hello. Andrew.
2: <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I mean, I got to water this freaking canola. I tell you what. It gets so dusty. Now, oh. you got to farm. This is, you know, I've not played. I've not been a big game person. Uh, I've played very few video games. Oh, uh, pay
1: attention to this, Larry, because listen to how I'm he's hearing. starting this.
2: I'm hearing. And so it's, it's you know, different than than things I've played before. I, I am sucked in uh, to the game for sure. Uh, you know, I... Ooh. Uh, you know, I've That's had a, like, I've had an Xbox, one. Xbox 360, all this stuff, <laughs> PlayStation, you know, Nintendo 64, whatever. Um, and I don't know. I've, I've never done the like farming style game before because it's not, it's a little comparable. This Dreamlight Valley is a little comparable to Animal Crossing for sure. Um, but it's, there's a lot of like uh, differences too, especially like how you get like money, how you unlock things. Um, the amount of quests and and storyline—that's the biggest thing. I think the difference is the yeah. storyline. Where Animal Crossing is like not a storyline. There's just like stuff to do, and this is like yeah. definitely there are tasks and objectives that you have to do. Um, Achievements. Yeah, so you're trying to save people and whatever. So yeah, it's I'm I'm enjoying uh, playing. It is a little frustrating sometimes uh, with. you know the game seems to be in a place where uh there's still some glitches in there and some development stuff that definitely hopefully will be ironed out before the wide release the official yeah right as Um, you guys have mentioned on here so we'll see yeah sometimes like the camera will just like Zoom really far out and go somewhere else, and then come back. I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay,
0: okay,
2: yeah.
1: Or it's like that it would just, be, you yeah. know what? That would be another fun video. All the glitches to that get, happen. Because I All have the them, glitches. I have a lot of them oh. recorded. Oh yeah. So That's I want to get some of those and put just like a blooper reel together. Well,
2: like one time I went in Donald's boat, and then like I like pan the camera around and then there was like bricks and i was like i don't think there's bricks in a boat
0: I was, like yeah i was like <laughs> you know sounds... like where you can see through the wall <laughs> and the word. other thing there's
2: bricks i'm like i does not make any sense so wait yeah is that donald's duck
3: or, our boat or is that your no boat? it's donald's boat you mentioned i remember you mentioned though you've bought these things for these yeah characters. you buy
2: yeah you <laughs> pay for scrooge's uh place to upgrade and you build a restaurant for remy <laughs> but oh no the my restaurant too. do yeah you pay to fix up you have to collect all the things to fix up donald's house and okay and but the boat yeah it's boat yeah your... no it's, it's <laughs> in the games logic it's donald's boat but yeah i think it's my boat. but you did help yeah, I mean, he had the boat before. <laughs> I just had to help clean it up. Remy's, it was like, you build him a whole dang restaurant like from the ground up. The... Oh,
1: Remy's house is crazy. It's like the biggest one on yeah, the entire Yeah, you pay for like, his house, valley. too, and it's like- that's irony. all right. Hey, thanks, oh, wow. Remy.
2: You get this nice house. I get mine has boards on the windows and stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> man, this is really starting looks like to sound like a mini haunted like house uh, compared to this. Yeah, it's like a ba- <laughs> like this abandoned shed like in the corner. Yeah. And then you got Remy's like giant mansion that's like three stories
3: tall. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the correlation you guys are explaining right now, I don't know if you catch it. Hazen's warning an anonymous oh, I'm sorry, meeting, four story and then supporting house. these people to have these One, major, two, like multi million dollar right. situations as you live in a shack, you mm-hmm. lose everything, but you continue mm-hmm. to support them. Through gameplay. Yeah, Remy has a- f- you know correlation? Know what, yeah, I don't know.
1: Look, <laughs> look, there is a correlation, but you know what? It's so fun.
0: Ah,
3: my- That's cut- what it is. My is <laughs> <cut-ola's laughs> dusty again. Ah! Well, I-, I just think the premise of the story, that's what sucked me in immediately. Make sure I got this right. They have lost their memories, and there's this, like, pretty much vine-looking thing destroying parts of the land, and you're trying to get them to get back to what their yeah. magic was, right? Yeah. I mean, how much... If you're a Disney fan, you've built the empathy. You, you've built the Bambi moment, basically, if you know that reference. <laughs> and then now you're a part of the hero. You're, you're the hero in the story. You are like the Mulan. You are like, yep. you know, whatever Hercules, whatever you want it to be. So, yeah, obviously it's going to be super cool if you're a Disney fan. That's why it's like once you open that door, literally, Donald's door or Remy's door, that's
2: why you just had Donald's door and I opened Donald's door. <laughs> the funny thing is too
1: that as you're playing the game, you know that it's a game, right? But some the right. quests require you to do things with these characters to befriend them. And the more that you level up with them, the more they become like your friend. And so you reach like level 10 friendship, Whoa. right? And so okay. that like level 10 friendship is basically like rope drop, to closing out the park after <laughs> fireworks status, right? Wow. And so awesome. at that point, uh, you're you're so like in the story that mm-hmm. you know they're these digital characters, but like now you're Mickey's friend, right? You're Maui's friend, you're Goofy's
3: friend, you're Donald's friend. They become so reliant on you. You're like yeah. embedded in it, right? Yeah. Gotcha.
1: And it's I, it's fun, man. The great thing is that. You know at launch the way that it's set up right now is it's got the the general area you know there's a few realms that you can unlock when you use your dream light and aside from the standard valley that you're in you can unlock four other realms surrounding the general castle area and of all those Uh, I'm going to try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible, but just so you all know content-wise what's coming, uh, since I've started playing uh, in the castle, I've unlocked Remy, Wally, Moana, and Maui. On the second floor, there is a door to unlock Elsa, which I have not done yet. Mm -hmm. In the valley itself, I have unlocked the four realms surrounding the castle. And I just completed the Mother Gothel thing. And let me tell you something. Of the entire game so far, storyline-wise, Mother Gothel drops a bomb on you when you complete that quest. You just completed that one?
2: Oh, yeah. I I went a different route than you did because that was like my second. (laughs) Oh, well, that's interesting then. Because you can unlock. There's like five, like one. To, like one you have to unlock the beach first that's like the first thing you unlock yeah but then there's three other ones that you can unlock at any point like you can just pick which ones you do because like there's they're different price like ones like three thousand, one's ones five and one seven but depending on what you do you can just pick any of those to start with and that was my um Choice that was my path <laughs> second one after i think third one i was oh, just interesting. interesting i had enough to get all of them i just oh. hadn't um <laughs> yeah. and so i d- i i'm like 15 ish hours in playing and i did the mother gothel thing pretty like i haven't unlocked any of wally or moana characters or done anything with mini wow. i mean other than i've like talk to did the mini thing but a lot of it is like you were saying you have to build up these friendships to get quests to like appear so like my whole quest meter like they you know your list of quests every single one of them but one is just unlock you know do more friendship stuff more friendship more friendship more friendship more friendship like yeah every single one of them so that's kind of your sticking point you got to be in here and like talking to people you, you know the the other thing that is interesting about this game is your like characters have like tasks that they can be like your buddy with like i don't know else how to put it like mm. you like right now i as i'm playing here i have donald with me and donald is good is i've upgraded him with gardening and so I know Wally is, I think also like really good at the as gar- like a gardening one or whatever, but well, you um, can
1: select which one you want them to be. Yeah, for that.
2: You can select, but so I have Donald as the gardening one. And when you are harvesting, like, or you're like planning crops or watering them or harvesting them, then you get more friendship points for Donald. Mm-hmm. And since that's the thing I've done the most, my Donald is like at nine right now. And I've not been doing this very much. Um, so, and then he'll give you or whoever your character is will give you extra crops or whatever it is that you're doing based on, you know, the thing. So if you're mining or if you're fishing or whatever, you'll just get extra things. And sometimes it looks kind of funny when they, like, explode out of their butt or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. like there's some carrots. Oh, like, put put the kids. like that. It there's does. The it's not like it's Wally's <laughs> butt. Like, there's a bunch of, like, carrots coming out or whatever. It's yeah. it's pretty funny. Um but look forward to yeah, that. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> some interesting game mechanics and and stuff like that. But I'm I'm pretty happy with with most of how it works. There's definitely a decent amount of glitches that I'm uh, interested to see if they will get fixed before the wide release. Especially there's on the Switch. Especially there's a lot of lagging um now i just don't know if it's because it's built for a you know more robust system initially you know they built it Hmm. for pcs or something and so the switch it can handle it but not as well i don't know if that's the case but it definitely there will be some points where it is bogged down pretty good and it will just not it'll just be very like Low, low frame rate, I guess, would be the best way to put yeah. it. Just kind of like real clunky and, and, uh, uh, yeah. kind of, glitchy. not the best game. Y- exactly. I, it, it still like functions as a game, but it is definitely looking more like, uh, Super Mario Bros. on, like, the Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> as opposed
3: to being on the Switch. Now that's some gamer talk.
1: <laughs> yeah. On the Switch, also. It tends to crash a lot, so uh, I will give people that okay. warning. That if you're playing on the Switch, uh, I've probably been able, like every two to two and a half hours, it seems to crash. If you play less than that, you could probably get away with it and not crash, and you know you'll have a, a great time. But you'd be surprised to see how many times the game crashed while I was recording the gameplay as a matter of fact you talked about that first video that i posted i've actually posted a second one now and that second one if you look at the thumbnail it's a partially broken error screen with scrooge pretty angry because scrooge was mad when it kept crashing so you'll have to (laughs) go and and view that because that happens a lot and i think for that one i was just tired and thought you know what this is where i'm going to leave it i'm I'm not going to continue anymore Mm. but for every other video that I've recorded so far, I'm just gonna edit it together so that <clears throat> you see the error screen and then you just see the gameplay after I, I reload the game again. So, uh, yes. do you uh, now
2: question Hazen? Have is it have you played more than two hours while not recording? Do you think it's it's an issue with the recording as opposed to uh, just the game itself? Um,
1: I don't think so okay. because. So in, in answer to that question, I have two things to say. Sure. One, I mean, I've pretty much recorded everything that I've played so far, uh, with the exception. Uh, and here's what happened. So I, I, I've I, actually been considering either starting over to do full-blown streaming with the, with the new account, or starting a second instance of the game like with another profile on my switch so that I can play without having to record so I can just enjoy the game for what it is Mm -hmm. because what I found was there was a couple of times that I went in to farm my stuff where a couple of interesting things happen and I wasn't hooked up to my computer I was just playing handheld and dude I felt guilty I was like I didn't record this. I don't have it as content. Oh no, like I can't go back. There's no replay, whatever. And so at it was that moment that made me feel that I basically had to record everything that I did to have a complete game playthrough, you know, without you know, obstructing the game in any way. And yeah, the crashes happen and I can edit that, but I also feel that if that's going to be my mentality, I can't play the game and just enjoy it for what it is because if I'm editing something, I can't play just to for the sake of playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yep. I've yeah, I've sure. been caught in this like, you know, place where I'm trying to decide what to do. Uh ultimately I do want to record the content and I, I I am gonna stream. And the fact that Andrew You know what he talked about earlier where he said like well you know i did this first i did this you know before you did means that everybody's track is different you know the great thing about this game is that it is set up in a way where not everyone is going to have the exact same gameplay because everybody's going to decide to do these tasks and befriend the characters in different orders you're going to complete tasks in different orders you're going to plant things in different orders you're going to unlock places in different orders so no one's experience is going to be exactly the same unless you are trying to emulate somebody's gameplay. That's the wonderful thing about this, that if you were to see the entire game through on YouTube, you can still enjoy it because it's going to be your journey through Dreamlight Valley. You know, so if any if anybody's been on the fence, I know I've been joking about it and I told Larry, don't play and everything, but if you've been on the fence, <laughs> if you're a Disney fan, if you like, like Andrew said, these farming games, I recommend it, it's really fun. If you can play on another system, do it on another system, but if Switch is all you have, the one warning I will give you is that because it is still kind of in that beta mode, it will crash on you and you will have those slowdowns that Andrew was talking about, the weird glitches where the camera, like you bend down to pick something up and the camera takes you to like the opposite side of the map and then it like zooms back and stuff like that. Uh, I ran into a glitch this weekend where I opened up that last land. Uh, I keep forgetting what it's called, but it looks like Big Thunder Mountain. It's in the upper left-hand corner. Uh, And uh, I couldn't get in. Like, I unlocked it, and Merlin said, all right, well, the thorny things are gone. Let's do this. And then Merlin ran away, but there was, like, an invisible wall. I had to close the game. And let me rephrase that. The game crashed after that. And
2: then I to it again, and then I was Plateau. finally able to get in. Sunlit That's what Plateau. it's called, Sunlit Plateau. I'm playing the yeah. game right now, so I can Thank go you. on the map.
3: <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew it.
2: That's how great it is. So I just finally I harvested my
1: canola. Here's a couple of tips I can give you if you do start playing. Number one, in the first video, I wondered to myself if the answers that you gave the characters mattered at all. Uh, as far as gameplay and story was concerned, and the answer to that is no. It doesn't ah, matter what you I was respond.
3: Gonna, <laughs> I was, I was kind of hoping to play the game as a villain. A complete, Me that too. That was one of my thing. Like you guys were all gonna play it like the way, like to get executions of goals. I was like. I'm gonna wreck friendships. Hopefully, I bring out like a secret <laughs> villain, <laughs> and we just take it yeah. over or something. You know, I don't even care if Mickey blows me up with one of those phantasmic like sorcerer <laughs> swords at the end. I'm cool with that.
1: That's funny. This is I'm my sorry, dream. And, out. Yeah, just like he pops out. This is
3: my dream. And you're like done. Your heart bursts, and then carrots come out of everywhere, <laughs> uh, or anyway. they come out
1: of another portion of your. Yeah, brain. I was gonna say.
3: But- But look, honestly,
1: I thought the same thing. I thought, you know what, I'll go through the game as a hero and then I'll go through as a villain if the answers matter. But the truth is the answers do not matter at all. Uh, The other thing is get a garden going because there's a Mm -hmm. lot of things that cost money and they cost a lot. And so when you're first starting, carrots are the way to go. And if as long as you're digging things up, you're clearing the thorny things with your magic, you're going to make some coins... Uh, do stuff with your friends to make more coins, and build the biggest garden possible. Spoiler alert, I have a garden that's like 250 slots of whatever I decide to plant. Why? Because there are certain things that will make you a lot of money. Carrots are the mm-hmm. best way to go to start. If you unlock the area where Mother Gothel is, what's that area called, Andrew? It Bring is called... Map the glade of trust ah if you unlock the glade of trust that is one of the better ones after the beach obviously because the okra that you can buy in goofy's cart pays three times the amount that you pay for it so i've gone in and i buy like Ninety nine at a time of something, right? Because I have so many like spaces available, and so I invest maybe like twenty to thirty thousand coins on okra, but then I end up with like a hundred thousand coins with every time that I harvest them. So okra definitely the way to go. That's Until, good ROI. Yeah. <laughs> so investment. there are going to be other ones that do the same thing. The bad thing about the okra is that it does take two hours, real game time, like real world time for Oof, it to grow. I can
3: see. It so up.
1: if you have the time or if you see yourself playing once a day, plant okra and plant as many as possible because the return or the ROI is amazing on that one. <laughs> one until you can unlock pumpkins yep. because pumpkins, woo, Mickey, that is the way to do it. There are other things that will have a fairly decent ROI. Like onions have a really good one.
2: And uh, what's the other the one? The canola that meat. I have. Canola oh, the is canola. like yes. canola is like if you're going to be constantly playing, like if you're going to play for, you know, multiple hours on end or, you know, throughout the day, that the canola is is your time, you know, the money per time is the most. Now, the pump, Lao, well, what you're saying, the pumpkins, if you're only going to play once a day, once you can get pumpkins, those have the biggest return on investment, but they take an entire day to, to yeah. come to fruition. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's all like a matter of how much you're going to play per day, yada, yada, yada. Yeah,
1: that's, that's a great it. point. If, because with the canola, I, I want to say that it was either 30 or 45 minutes or something it's that 30, it required yeah. to grow. Uh, The problem is that there's this really weird glitch in the game where if you water your plants, after 20 minutes, it'll look like you didn't. And they'll be, you know, dry and dusty and they'll require uh, for you to water them again. Mm -hmm. The bad thing about that is that it also resets the timer for that plant. And I tried canola and I had to water it three times before the glitch was You know, I got past the glitch and I was able to harvest my canola. So that what should have been 30 minutes for that uh, harvest turned out to be almost an hour and a half. And in that time frame, I could have done onions or something else that would have given me the same amount of money, if not more. Uh, I will say that probably having a garden so large is part of my problem because the game slows down a lot when it tries to render out all of the crops that I have so and they're all bouncy, if I bouncy, had a smaller bouncy, garden bouncy. yeah I mean th- there was one point where I played where I walked out of the house after starting the game everything looked dusty and dry but I started to walk around the game slowed down and everything slowly started turning into what I had planted you know because the game just caught up with what was Interesting. happening So weird glitches, Uh, remember the game is still technically in beta. What we paid for was the opportunity to play before the official release of the game. So if you're okay with some of these glitches or you're playing on a system other than the Switch, PC, Xbox, or PlayStation, it seems to be more stable on those devices or those platforms. But as far as whether or not you should play, man, I recommend it. You know, there's three tiers you can get. I think the the Founders Pack is $30, $50, or $70, depending on mm-hmm. which one you decide to go with. But it's fun. I I recommend it, but be warned that if you decide to start playing, you may not stop. Don't say I didn't warn you.
2: I've just bought this okra. I'm going to see how it works out. I just spent like... 25k on okra so we're gonna see yeah how buddy. this works out the canola is yeah, cheap buddy. that's the nice thing about the canola it's fairly cheap yeah but yeah the watering thing is a pain in the butt but anyway video games what's mother
3: gothel's thing to say again it's a secret it's the... a spoiler oh no the land you're oh, talking about what the is glade that? of trust that sounds totally like something Mother goth They're made. like so the, the <laughs> n- Mother knows best. So the
2: the like the names are we- so Dazzle Beach, the Glade of Trust, Sunlit Plateau, the Forest of Valor, Frosted Heights, and the Forgotten Lands. Mm, is... Yeah,
3: interesting.
2: And, and then the go. Plaza Meadow or pre oh Peaceful Meadow, sorry, and the Plaza.
1: Oh, this was the other thing that I didn't mention. So. The really great thing about the game is that you think that once you complete all of this, you are going to be done. But if you go into the castle and you go through all of the floors, there are at least another 20 to 30 doors available inside of the castle with the thorny things and no emblem on them, which means that the game will continue to expand with new realms new characters, new tasks, new quests. So I, at first, I was initially concerned that, you know, as I was recording the content, that if I finished the game before the official release, then we were just going to know the ending, right? But as soon as I went into the castle and I saw those doors, I wasn't worried anymore because I knew we were going to continue to have content uh, when it
2: came to this game. So I
1: recommend to go play it. Just Yeah, careful. well, and it's
2: like, <laughs> it's... I have pretty good faith in Game Loft to update it. You know, Animal Crossing, everybody's like, okay, update, update, update. And then they had, what, one update, and then it, nothing ever happened ever again on Animal Crossing? Uh, they had a couple, but, but they like, did nothing the final cares. one kind a of few like months ago. Yeah. Given up on it, and it's not that old of a game. Um,
1: yeah. Happy Home Academy was the expansion pack uh, with Nintendo Online, which was the last official a big update for Animal Crossing. So at this point, people are just waiting for a new Animal Crossing game.
2: Yeah, and I've been playing on my phone a game called uh, Disney Magic Kingdoms. Uh, I've been playing that for probably, oh, probably five years, if not longer. It's been a long time. Maybe not five years. It's been a while, since the very beginning. Um, And made by Gameloft as well, who makes Dreamlight Valley. And it's constantly updated constantly there's events and all this stuff and you know it's a phone game so it's it's one of those you know pay to you know there's lots of events and you pay to do whatever but uh they at least they would add new characters you know four or five times a year there's stuff they're adding so at least on from my perspective they've had a pretty good track record with keeping stuff uh updated so here's hoping that that continues with this as well
1: that's awesome to hear.
2: That actually gives me even more hope.
1: All right, well, I didn't expect this to turn into this long of a talk. <laughs> like I really just wanted yeah. to warn Larry and say, "Hey, be careful because you will be That's addicted." A fair warning, everybody. And if they yeah. and if your switch ever dies or somebody tries to peel you away for I don't know work, yeah,
0: uh, <laughs>
1: you're gonna f- be in that? the corner in the fetal position because you're not gonna be able to play. <laughs> oh God. So. <laughs> Ask your coworkers how they feel about it after they started playing. I know.
0: That's what
3: I was going to live through for a minute because they're yeah. in it. They def- well, I'm living through you guys too with the YouTube video like you just mentioned. So that's that's the cool part. But right now, we'll see. And like yeah. I said, one of, now one of my bubbles has been popped. <laughs> so trying to be the villain. Dang it.
1: Now, who's to say that that isn't going to be a feature later on, right? Future, because they right. keep expanding the game. We are seeing version point. Oh nine or whatever it is right now before the official release. So, who knows if that's going to be a feature? And if it is, yeah. I'm for it.
3: Hopefully, I'm in it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm waiting for them to add some kind of haunted mansion thing or something to it. Like I can see them yeah, adding pirates another... and Jack Sparrow and the mansion and add on a big pay. Thunder Mountain no door <laughs> or something. Like the members of the Sea are all added and ah okay. All there's right, Han, yeah. Okay. There's
2: haunted mansion okay. in uh, in my uh, in the other gameloft game I play. So the Disney the, Kingdoms, the Disney Magic Kingdoms. There is haunted mansion oh, characters. Yes. They have the hitchhiking ghosts, or no, they have the hatbox ghost and the bride. Oh, they have the hitchhiking ghost too. So yeah, there are characters in there.
1: See, I can already see it. I can already. This is fulfilling so many holes in my heart that were left behind by Disney <laughs> Infinity. That it's, Mm. I I think that's part of the reason why I love it so much. I mean, the graphics are, you know, a lot better than they Mm. were in Disney Infinity, obviously. But story-wise, task-wise, gameplay-wise, I mean, you're the same character. You don't get a chance to swap them on a base or anything. But, dude, it's, I'm telling you, it's fulfilling that hole in my heart now that (laughs) Disney Infinity left behind. All right, I think we should move on. What do you guys say? Should we move on? I think so. (laughs) I'm just watering plants over here.
3: I'm just watering the plants. So
1: considering we've gone this far, I think this is a really great time to remind everyone that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad our podcast, Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head on over to podcateers.com FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, some info uh, just on the FGP Squad in general, and a link to our Patreon. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. You can reach out on any of the social networks that we're on. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But Honestly, we'd love for you to join us over on our Discord server. Uh, you can either click on the link in the blog post for this episode, slash 432, or you can click on our pinned Instagram story to join the community. And uh, yeah, uh, being a part of the FGB squad family is super cool because you get some additional perks like access to our happy hour calls. You get some random gifts whenever I make stuff, or test stuff, or want to just send stuff out to people. Uh, you get discount codes for podcateers gear you get first dibs at any of that stuff that we release uh and there's additional content like the podcast after show and other audio files and additional uh, shows that we put up on patreon uh, as well so again if you have any questions please feel free to reach out to us but of course uh, we would like to send a huge shout out to all of the members of the fgp squad for their continued support and uh andrew yeah. I think we got something a little special this week, don't we?
2: Uh, yeah, new. You know, I usually thank, you know, a member of the FGP squad. And we are going to thank a member of the FGP squad that is a new member of the FGP squad. So, Alex, thank you for joining the FGP squad. Thank you for being a part and supporting us and being such a cool friend. And Alex is on Discord. We had a big uh, celebratory party on Discord. Everybody is like, <laughs> woohoo, Alex is here in the house. So it was a welcome good to fun the time. valley. Yeah, welcome. Oh no, we didn't say that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We Sorry, I mean welcome <laughs> to <laughs>
1: Discord. <laughs>
2: the valley, like, oh my God, Alex, thank you so oh, much for
1: being no, no. <laughs> here. Wrong valley. Wrong I
2: say, okay, Alex, <laughs> thank you for being FGP <laughs> member. <laughs> you are so cool. My throat like... hurts just
1: thinking about you doing that right now. Oh, this one doesn't <laughs> hurt at
2: all. It's really easy. Yeah, it's so great. Alex My nasal great. passage
1: just seems like it's all stuffed now. <laughs>
2: it's okay. I could talk like this all day. Just... I thought the pirate talk. We was talk about <laughs> Alex intense. and the FGP. It's so good. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah, no. I there is right. Let's
1: go this. back to the pirate talk. Alex. <laughs> Aye,
2: thank you, Alex, hope... for joining us <laughs> on, on uh, Discord and being an FGP member. Hi, <laughs> Okay. Anyway, uh, thanks, uh, Alex, <laughs> for joining the FGP. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you other listeners can also uh, join the FGP. It's a really cool, fun time. And we'll have a celebratory party for you on Discord, too, if you join uh, in our special secret uh, FGP side of uh, Discord that you uh, other people don't get to see because it's super secret special. Uh, not that you're not special, but a super extra secret special for all the fgp members and we talk about <laughs> uh secret fgp stuff that uh you'll only know about if you become an fgp member so mm, ha, ha, ha. i don't know uh, all that to say thanks alex <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes thank nice. you very much alex for becoming a part of the fgp squad family again slash fgp if any of you are interested and uh reach out if you have any questions Uh, Hey, I have to ask, Larry, I know you were in the parks this last weekend, and there was a lot of buzz after the expo about this big new project coming. Tell us about what you saw. Tell us about the experience and tell us your first impression of Hulk.
3: I hulked out. <laughs> yeah, part of the project you mentioned—it was the Disney project, E X O project—which I think it was like in 2021 when they first had showed some like snippets of you on YouTube of what this was going to look like, which included Josh Tomorrow like putting on these like large hands, mm-hmm. big body parts that made these really big character-looking interactions. You would think like if it came all together, and I think some of the first things we thought about was like. Maybe Wreck It Ralph, maybe different characters, I know, but now seeing it like in full, well, it's there in front of you in your eyes, reality. And they do a really good job at Cal- uh, Disney California Adventure if you want to see it. It's in the Avengers campus where the Quingent is at. In that area, they have this like doorway that's always been there. They've never opened it, I've never seen them open it, at least. And they open it up, a bunch of smoke comes out. Ooh. Let me back up one second here. I'm going to pull Melissa like she usually does. Rewind. (laughs) So before he comes out, you hear Tony Stark and you see Iron Man on the second floor. And he does this kind of intro like, oh, I've got something here. And we need to um, ah, Banner needs to come out and explain the situation because he's technically in the garb that would be. What is it again? The Quintum, quantum or, realm. Me. Quantum. The quantum realm. The
1: quantum suit, right? They're
3: picking up these. Yeah, they're picking up these high activities, and so then that's when you see Bruce Banner or Hulk come out, and then the doors open up, steam, and then there's two different times I saw. The first time he was by himself, but the second time they had him with Black Widow come out, which was really kind of a oh. cool interaction too. So he's big. I'm talking eighth. Probably big in height, and then in width, yeah, three, four feet at least. And his arms look just like that. If you look up that Project X, Xo, um, project, you'll see they're just the same. Like they're really big. And the suit and the mask. I'll admit, it's kind of an interesting look because you're like seeing it in this like. his Hulk. They've bulked him out, but you're kind of wanting to see the whole like green Hulk. At the same time, you're kind of, like, understanding it. And he does talk and interact with the crowd. Each time I was there, they, like, the cast members were really good about roping off the area before he came in. Because, you know, you can only imagine. People are, like, flocking over there. And they don't tend to tell you when he's going to come out. But just a little bit of it behind the magic. If you're hearing this, here's a little snippet for you. Once the Avengers in the daytime end their show, they have this show that they do where, I believe it's, um... Is it the, the person that was in Black Widow, the movie, comes out right before that show. They have a show that they do there, Avengers Campus. And right after that, he usually shows up for about 15 minutes. That's if you could time that right. Just stand mm-hmm. around there. You'll mm-hmm. see the cast members. They won't let you stand right there, but you can like hover in that area. And then once he comes out, they do a good job about circling people there to get like selfies. And he does talk, but it's not like... I'll explain this. It's not like a full-on interactive like where he would say uh, intelligent senses <laughs> it's more of like he catches on to certain things like he's like oh let's do a selfie <laughs> like literally he will say that or oh i like that one let's hulk out so those are some phrases you hear and it's oh, okay. i would say it's it's bigger than life like it, it is in front of you like when you see it with your eyes on the like a video it's cool but when you see it with your eyes in a physical like real realm of your life right it's just daunting. Like, whoa! I can't believe I'm living in a time that this isn't a full long character experience. And his hands kind of move, so it like, really kind of is weird. <laughs> like his fingers yeah. will move around here and there, so it really starts bringing fresh in that whole bigger. Um, character meet and greet it's crazy yeah i was
2: gonna ask because the videos he kind of looks like a giant like baby like he walks kind of (laughs) like yeah like toddling around uh, like toddling around and i i wanted to ask like in person is it just more impressive like like it looks better in person than it does on the video
3: in person yeah and there's i think the face may be a little bit at first you're like oh like because, you know, that's what I'm saying. That sometimes the eyes, when they don't have... All characters don't have moving eyes, yeah. right? That's not all of them. But sometimes that look, the mask, yeah. kind of gives it a little bit of like, ooh, like, that's kind of weird. But I think, I'll be honest, Like to pull the maybe behind the magic to give a little bit of what may be happening. I think the cast members are getting used to using the technology in yeah. the meet and greet, right? So little by little, they're getting better and better at animating Hulk. Gotcha. If, if I, if I might say so, that's what I feel like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little different than some of the other characters that are just on stilts, right? Because there are characters that are yeah. larger than life. And I think right. Right. once you get the hang of walking on stilts, you can make it look really natural, but it's an extension to your own body parts. So, you know, when you're used to doing something, your brain already has muscle memory of how far you have to move to make that action happen. Or if you're miming or something or acting, how far you have to go to make it believable. And now you have this giant exoskeleton that's an extension to your arms and your legs. And the arms, I have to say, are the, the hardest part for it to look believable, You know, because Mm -hmm. even if you kind of walk slowly on the stilts that they have for this entire suit, I get it. Like, they're stilts, and you're kind of getting it. But, I mean, it is Hulk. He is kind of clunky. He is like a big character that's going to walk a little slower. He kind of looks like that, just a little smoother when it's a full-blown CG animation. So, in general, that walk they got fairly down, but the arm extensions are are the ones that I know they're going to struggle with the most. And I'm glad to hear from what you're saying that it looks like they're getting better the more that they use it. I think, yeah. But I honestly, when they talked about this, I thought it was going to be more of a, like a turtle talk with crush situation where they were going to have just like a voice modulator and interact with more people. That
3: was what I was expecting too. You
1: know? And now that you said that it has more canned responses than anything else, then, uh, okay. I mean, we got what we got, but, I, I mean, it's there to improve, right? Exactly.
3: Right. And if you're a kid, I mean, I if I was – I'm just thinking in the kids' realm, you're just like, oh, my God, that's the closest thing to seeing Hulk and not CGI. Yeah. Like, that's Hulk, right? So no matter what he says to a kid, because Mickey doesn't even talk, Uh, you know. If you meet and greet Mickey or Minnie, they – Sometimes they'll give you kisses, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they don't talk at all. Except when so, they had that talking
2: Mickey, and then they got rid of him. Yeah, oh, that's, oh, cool. gonna... I, that's a story. <laughs> the, that's man. a
1: story we should tell on another podcast.
3: Not another
2: podcast. I met the talking
3: Mickey <laughs> in Walt
2: Disney World. Oh yeah. man, that's, that's a, a gotta story. be. A, that's a
3: write it down. That's a story for sure. So yeah, yeah. Like, he does, he's talking at least, so you hear. You know hulk's voice and then like i said it really does i'm not gonna lie them bringing out iron man before and having him kind of interact with tony stark as he's there does bring this whole realm of like they did that extra piece of disney magic to make you feel like ooh, this is like an avengers campus kind of situation happening it's really cool
1: so i'm glad you brought that up because i wanted to talk about the interaction with natasha Because in the films (laughs) throughout the Infinity Saga, we do see that Bruce and Nat have a very special relationship to the point where she's really one of the first people that's able to control the Hulk by singing lullabies and kind of like bringing them down, right? So what is their interaction like on Avengers Campus?
3: When they came out the time I was there, I was there a little bit shorter of that period, but I got to see it plays just like you would in the movie where she does stand in front of him a bit to not block pictures. It's not that, but she's holding him in this, the segment I saw, she really is like, he does that. She makes the snarky jokes about when he, you know, hulks out and things that he does like, and when he's not really that scary, she makes like these mannerisms with him too, that he doesn't necessarily respond because he's still the XO thing. Right. He's still Hulk as is and, In that suit but she plays along with it very well and i'd say it's kind of a bummer right now because i feel like people may be just breezing past that because they just want a selfie with hulk in it but they are doing a really good job um but like i said it was on on one of them that they did the interactions they didn't do like a necessarily any lullaby thing but she did make references to that so that was cool
1: interesting okay so as far as the interactions that he had with black widow the voice that we heard, does it clearly sound like it's recordings of Mark Ruffalo uh, or does it sound like it's like a sound alike of Mark Ruffalo?
3: I would say it sounds. Oh, it's, it's borderline like you really have to listen closely uh, to Mark Ruff to the voice because. Remember, too, they're getting away with him being in a suit, so technically the audio sounds like it's a little muffled itself. Not terrible, but I would say if you asked me, I thought it's Mark Ruffalo. Like, I really did hear Mark Ruffalo's voice more than I would say that was Tony Stark's voice.
1: Oh yeah, the Tony Stark doesn't sound anything like him. I've heard that in videos exactly. before. I heard him right. once when I was on Avengers campus and that's pepper, like the okay, worst Pepper okay Pepper we're
0: here yeah. and there, all it's right horrible.
1: Pepper
2: um uh, go get um okay Pepper
1: <laughs> nice.
2: But
1: so it the, sounded
3: like Mark Ruffalo to me.
1: Cool. So the reason I'm asking is because this week there was this really interesting article about you know technology being used To voice Darth Vader going forward because James Earl Jones said I'm done with the with the character right I'm no longer gonna do this and uh Andrew can you tell us a little bit about what the article said
2: yeah so it's you know pretty basic article but uh this technology this company from the Ukraine re-speecher um we've we've vaguely talked about this before um in uh the Mandalorian or Boba Fett, where we had uh young Luke, or I guess it was the Mandalorian, it was both, whatever. <laughs> he was in both of them, and they had right. that young the Baby Luke... Yoda show. Yeah, Baby Yoda show <laughs> oh, one or two. But you <laughs> yeah. had young Luke there, and he was you know did some talking, and he sounded kind of interesting, and and looked kind of interesting, and Re was used for that as well. Um, and so we've already had our experience uh the uh Darth Vader voice in Ken- Obi-Wan Kenobi was this re-speecher voice um and the the article you know talks about how James Earl Jones has worked with this company and he worked with them to get the voice right for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So he got, you know, they would play him a clip or something like that. And he goes, Oh, it would be like this. And then they could tell the AI to fix it or do whatever. So it sounded more naturalistic than what, you know, without any input from the person who's doing it. And luckily he's still around and he can give those advice, you know, give that advice. And um, it, it seems that he's glad to. Um, He has given his voice right away to or sold. I don't know the background of it, but basically Lucasfilm and this company have the voice rights of Darth Vader, like how Darth Vader sounds something, something. I'm not exactly sure how that all works, Um, but you know, Darth Vader's voice is iconic. James Earl Jones, voice is iconic, you know, Mufasa and, you know, the Mara, the temple of forbidden eye originally, like all this different stuff is all James Earl Jones. Um, so, they have this the voice rights, uh, and this company is going to be using it for any other Darth Vader projects. Um, and it seems, with James Earl Jones' blessing, he's working with them. Um, so, it's it's good to see that these characters can continue on in a way that is, you know, approved by... <laughs> The person that did it, because uh you know we've we've had stuff like this before where people are concerned with you know the you know is it you know right to have like like in Rogue one with Peter Cushing uh you know recreating grandma Tarkin and you know that whole thing, or uh young Leia or young Luke or even you know Carrie Fisher's used clips for you know the. Uh, final star wars uh film um all these things people have questioned if it's it's something that we should be doing and it it it's a moral quandary for sure but i think as long as the the people the families of the people whoever in charge of their legacy are fine with it i think we should be okay with doing it Um, in my opinion, it's, it's, you know, it's a moral gray area and, you know, it's for our entertainment and, you know, and their legacy. So it has to be done with care and done correctly. And luckily in this instance with, uh, with James Earl Jones, he's able to tweak that and make it sound appropriate with his blessing.
1: Yeah. And that's the biggest thing, right? Because it is with his blessing, he's still going to get paid for, you know, the character doing stuff, a character that Mm -hmm. he's made iconic. And so the reason I brought this up is because, again, going back to this Hulk, again, I was expecting it to be more like Turtle Talk with Crush, right, where you can ask whatever you want, but obviously they're not going to have Mark Ruffalo record an entire dictionary worth of words or phrases to do this could we use a re style technology where you use like a voice modulator to sound like Ruffalo so that whenever you're like a kid goes up to him and says like, oh, you're my favorite Avenger, Hulk. Like he can clearly say like, oh, well, you're my favorite kid, you know? And like something along mm-hmm. the lines where he responds in real time and it sounds like Hulk. Yeah, or it could or at be least like Mark Ruffalo, like Professor Hulk, I guess.
2: Or it could be, you know, more akin to... You know, you bring up uh, uh, Turtle Talk with Crush, which that's just an actor doing a voice. Um, voice actor. Uh, now, we have this technology, you know, it's been used where you can kind of have a melding of the things with the like Mr. Potato Head or Roz. It, you know, Roz in the Monster Sync ride or Mr. Mm. Potato Head in, in uh, Toy Story Mania where, you know, they have them record, you know whatever 50 lines or whatever and then somebody with a camera is there interacting and pressing the buttons you know because the actor doing the the hulk you know costume they can only do so many things because you know the buttons are either you know in their mouth or they're pressed with their nose or they're like in their you know kind of with movements and stuff like that there's only so much that if they are physically doing it um, you know, they could do it or they they have like finger button, you know, all these different things, but there's only so many things you can put inside a helmet or wherever these buttons are that they're pushing. Now, if it's an, you know, outside person, you know, they got a, you know, camera and one of, you know, like the, the mask or whatever, and, a, or at least a microphone or whatever, and they can can trigger these responses a little more when by by communicating with like an earpiece or something to these people it's a little more complicated it takes a couple more people to to run the hulk you know the hulk costume but it would i think make for a more uh interactive and realistic experience if if that was the case you have you know mark ruffalo record you know hundred things Or whatever or you know you know 200 words that you can do most sentences with um, where it can sound natural or whatever or like you said just have you know Thor just has a face it's just a guy and he just goes hello everyone Asgardians oh you know just have like a guy in there do that like you're saying with the voice it doesn't even have to voice modulator but you know having uh, just a microphone Uh, Because he can sound like he's in a suit, because he's in a suit, he can sound a little Darth (laughs) Vadery.
1: I mean, either option works for me. I just I hope that that's part of like the version two of this Mm -hmm. experience, and that if I mean, I can already kind of see them reusing this technology when the new attraction opens up at Avengers Campus, right? Because we got the announcement that we're getting this King Thanos attraction. Thanos is another character that we talked about them using for, with project XO, you know, and I I can already see them making a King Thanos where maybe he's sitting on a throne and the movement is a lot more limited. So it looks a lot smoother because they don't have to balance themselves while they're trying to use this technology, Mm -hmm. you know, so it'll, it's going to look a lot better to begin with, but I mean, the possibilities, I guess, are endless because they have a lot of massive characters that they can use this with. Uh, we've already seen you know, them create characters like Sully, for instance. But, I mean, Sully, compared to some of the other characters, is fairly small. You know, I would imagine Sully is a much larger character that can be pulled off really well with Project XO
2: hmm a whole redesign. I mean, they, they redesign characters every once in a while. I mean, look at the new Mickey and Minnie's, the new uh, Woody and Buzz uh, and Jesse. Like, they're all those new that those new faces and everything look, you know, fantastic. So it's n- not unheard of for characters to get a, a facelift. Right, right. Winnie the Pooh. Look at the evolution of that Winnie the Pooh costume, for sure. That's that's one that... <laughs> for sure. Honeypot on the head and all that stuff. It's definitely, you know... Uh, updated for yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah.
1: What else did you get a chance to see? I know that there was Halloween stuff going on. Anything interesting? I know you're big on the food. I know you're big on some of the souvenirs that happen for every season. What can you tell us about what's available? What's good? What'd you try?
3: So, I'll uh, first start off, I think, the big reveal, which everyone whoever saw that Disney Parks blog or we talking about the Halloween foodie guide that they put out, I think it was like at the end of August. Uh, if you check back to the Holly, or excuse me the Disney parks blog, gets their foodie guide for Halloween August 29th there was a sipper on there which was Donald Duck and that did not most of the stuff launched you know as Halloween launched earlier this month but that hadn't came out till last Wednesday and I was there for seeing it in person and now I'm not sure if it's sold out but where um, I saw it specifically was at the Smoke Jumpers grill um and there was a bit of a line for it uh, it it's a donald just to explain to you guys if you haven't seen the blog yet it's a donald shaped in his candy corn costume this year and his head sticking out and he kind of has like his hand on his side and he has a little pumpkin it's really going with a theme this year that they have for the halloween overlay at the disney parks it's not as big as you would think compared to other sippers i would say I, when i compare it right off like with another one um the 2019 they had the light up oogie boogie one at the oogie boogie bash which ended up being sold later on because they didn't sell them all out it's i would say smaller than that um it does come with a cool lanyard that i would say is usable and i think one of the differences i was talking about with hazen 2 is it's got a platform so you don't have to necessarily worry about his feet like tipping over because a lot of times you get these sippers and they'll fall over and they're not very mm-hmm. practical other than just putting them up <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. using it. I would say you could probably reuse this guy if you wanted to use it in that fact as an actual drinking sipper. So a- is it cute, cute factor level? Yeah, super. If you're Donald doesn't get as much love as he should. And if you're a Donald fan, I'm just happy to see that he got some appreciation of sipper. And it, it wasn't, you know, high demand when I was there. People were buying it up. What I went after wasn't necessarily a sipper. It's a tumbler uh, they had. And it's the Silly Symphony Skeleton Dance tumbler. Yes. Which, yes, right? <laughs> if you haven't seen this one, um, a lot of the park right now at Disneyland, specifically speaking, Disney California Adventure that I know of, they're releasing the Silly Symphony line of the Skeleton Dance during the Halloween time. They have shirts, jackets multiple merchandise items but the one i saw was this tin uh tumbler that's something they've released in the past they've been using these tumblers over and over again where they insulated for cold and hot drinks um they come with a drink holder now i'll be honest the drink holder lanyard really cool looking i like the print it's like spidery print really cool practicality Not so great. (laughs) I would say it's okay. It's not a great holder for the cup. So I I don't know, maybe you could repurpose that in a different way. The cup itself though is really cool because it's stainless steel already base. So now they're printing over with this black and grays and the white skeletons. And it's just really nice. It's a nice cup when you have it. And then it has like the top has a little Mickey head cut out to where you can open and close where you drink from. Very nice. And then one trick for everybody on here. Now I found mine at the uh, casino, I think they call it over there by the Pacific wharf area. When you're mobile ordering and you're looking for this cup, make sure to look at what you're doing. If you're not going physically in person, because a lot of times in the app, I think they haven't sold out of these because it says coming soon. It said that when I bought it, I don't know if they've updated the app since then, but what, it was doing is i think it throws people off thinking it hasn't been there yet but if you click that and add it to your cart it checks out and goes through just fine so and make sure if you're doing it in person too to tell the cast member that you want that version because there is another stainless steel tumbler with oogie this year it's black or excuse me it's purple and it has oogie all in green with like cool bugs and stuff like that that one's really cool but a lot of times the cast member might not know because that one's Available at a lot of the food stops or shops or areas that you would buy from a restaurant, so they'll always mix up saying like, "Oh, you want the Oogie one?" You're like, "No, no, no. I want the Silly Symphony Skeleton mm. Dance one." So then they know because when you once you check out, um, you just don't. They, they only going to see what's on the receipt. And you don't want to throw them off too much. That's
1: good to know. No, I haven't checked the app or anything. But it's good to know that if it does say coming soon that you could still order and then you just have to ask for it. So great tip. And look, honestly, ever since we went to Magic Keys from our annual passes, there's been a handful of Magic Key merchandise released. And I have not mm-hmm. wanted any one of them except for the Skeleton Dance tumbler. Like, it is the first <laughs> Magic Key branded item that I saw that I was like, ah, I need that. You know? And It just, it looks so cool. And as a matter of fact, um, it's not that Tumblr. But I was actually thinking about you because I was recently drinking out of this one for those listening. Oh, um, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> the visual is fantastic. But this is the uh, New Orleans Square uh, cup that's, I don't what was this? Stainless steel? Or what is it? It's stainless stainless steel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So these you could get where they sold the mint juleps um, a couple years ago. And it was part of the anniversary of New Orleans Square. We got a couple of these and they are fantastic. And they keep your stuff so nice and cool when you have some ice in there. So this skeleton dance one. The reason it was appealing to me is because it was it was lined like that to keep your stuff, and it was insulated. Yeah. But it's also like just grays and blacks, and it just looks nice, you know.
3: That's I was gonna tell you. It's easy. I use it at I've been using it at work, and people will walk by and they just think of it as another tumbler. But then when they catch it in the light, they're like, "Oh, what is that? That looks kind of cool." What is, is that? Like skeletons nice. on there? And then you, and then you kind of explain like, "Oh yeah, this is a part of a Disney." A franchise, a part of Disney that you might not know from a long time ago, but it's cool that they're bringing it
1: back. Ah man, I love it. All right, well now it's my goal to try to get one of these. I I need it. <laughs> now that now that you've more endorsed it, I feel like I I feel vindicated by what I saw in the posts, and now I really need one. So
2: you know, I want them to um like mash up the uh you know the the skeleton dance in, like David S pumpkins or something. <laughs>
3: That's uh, funny. Any questions? Oh. Any questions? <laughs> oh, there is. Oh, oh, talking about merch real quick. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but in the park, they've sold out, I think, a couple of times, but I've seen them restock. There is a like David S. Pumpkin style jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and tie that has all Mickeys like Mickey pumpkins, like, pumpkins on yeah. it. It is I absolutely i would totally wear it as being a halloween lover and i wanted to buy it but i was like not my size they did not have the big How man dare size they? for How sure dare they? i know but that's a david s pumpkin's reference i would say that's the first thing i saw they have a jack skeleton version too that's all black and has jack's head all over it but i was like yeah it's cool it's cool it's cool it, kids are gonna buy it <laughs> but the david s pumpkin reference i felt like was more cool like even though it's a Year behind when the whole thing blew up with the pumpkins on the you know tailored jacket, it's still cool because it's Disney heads on. Nice. It's
1: so cool. Hey, speaking of David S. Pumpkins, we saw Pinocchio this weekend. Oh, yeah. Have, Ooh, have either of you watched it?
3: We watched it. I've been holding off. Go ahead. Let me know. Quick, Reviews. quick
1: initial thoughts on it, Andrew.
2: Um, it was fine uh (laughs) that's that's my quick thoughts is it was fine uh they don't really give tom hanks a lot to do um it's it's very you know pinocchio heavy which is the movie called pinocchio um lots of changes uh weird omissions of songs that i thought you know and then they added some songs and added a sassy bird uh like a new jersey bird for some reason i thought it was scuttle (laughs) <laughs> she's like what are you doing over here okay we're gonna do this and it's gonna be fine and we'll go get you Digger pinocchio okay like and, you know the bird was funny but uh i don't know unnecessary yeah um okay. and then uh monstro was quite uh a, a part departure i guess from the lore of Pinocchio. So yeah. that was interesting. I I did want to bring this up since you brought Pinocchio up. I was looking at the the fandom page, the you know wiki.fandom or whatever because I was interested in this Monstro because this monster has like horns and tentacles and all kinds of He's more of, of a thing. sea monster than a sea whale. sea monster than a whale. Oh, and let it. me bring this up real quick. I took a screenshot of the Monstro uh page excuse me the monstro page because i thought it was quite hilarious now i have to find it there it is okay so on this that's villains wiki full name monstro alias None. origin pinocchio 2022 occupation sea monster powers slash skills massive strength swimming speed immense size sharp teeth hobby eating his prey Goals, eat Pinocchio, Geppetto, Figaro, Cleo, and Jiminy Cricket for disturbing him. Parentheses, <laughs> failed. Crimes, attempted mass murder. Type of villain, oh. homicidal predator. <laughs> so, uh, I thought the uh, Monstro uh, wiki was uh, quite interesting for the that's 2022 good. Pinocchio film. Uh, that's the, probably the best thing that came out of that movie. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought the... Like the kid playing Pinocchio was doing a good job as Pinocchio. Like the voice was good. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Jiminy Cricket was interesting. I know that the company has a Jiminy Cricket guy, but they got Joseph Gordon Levitt to do it, which was fine, I guess. Um, you know, Robert Zemeckis has worked with Joseph Gordon Levitt before, so that's probably you know a reason why, and he's worked with Tom Hanks, you know, a couple times before that too. So it's a it's kind of a uh some old old pals. Um, I did, I did like, uh, um, what I want to say? Key and Michael Key as Honest John. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I liked, I liked him. Um, and then just the guy playing Stromboli was probably the best act, like the best thing in the movie. I wish the movie was more like the Stromboli part because the guy playing Stromboli was just like. He's just like an Italian guy mm-hmm. and he was just hamming it up and having a good time and I thought he was real creepy and like giving off the like correct vibes and I love Tom Hanks and I thought he did a good job, but he's not an Italian guy <laughs> and so he's you know he's he's doing what he can with what what he's given um, so that was my long-witted answer for uh, quick thoughts on Pinocchio
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen the animated version of Pinocchio, uh, there are many similarities. There are a lot of differences between the two films. If you go into it not expecting to see the animated version of the film, it's it's okay. You know, I think mm-hmm. it they did a, a good job. I think overall, um, to to steal a phrase from my wife, it was a cute movie. You know, overall, if if you just want something you can sit down and watch with the family, I think it's, it's a fine choice. Uh, is it going to be up in the pantheon of the best remakes of animated films? No. I mean, it was okay for what it was. Uh, you're right about Tom Hanks. There was something that happened in the film where... I think it was – I don't know if it was a direct reference to it, but all I remember thinking is, well, that's not Wilson, so obviously it's not going to talk back to you or something like that. (laughs) Um, But
2: Roger Rabbit clock. I forgot there's a Roger Rabbit clock.
1: Oh, the clocks are great. The clocks in this film are great, yeah. There's a lot of references to other films uh, in this one, especially using the clock, so – If anything, that's going to be a a really cool part of the film. But overall, I would recommend watching it at least once. You know, that way you can say that you've seen it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be one of those that's going to be in heavy rotation for a lot of people. But uh, it's an interesting way of bringing Pinocchio into this generation, especially for those that may not have seen the animated version before. Which, with Disney+, Plus. I feel is almost impossible now because a lot of us that grew up with these films or the animated versions have now begun to pass them on to our kids and, you know, other members of our family, our nieces and nephews. So it's, I feel like it's not too far fetched to say that a lot of the new generation has also seen the old version of it. So, uh, but yeah, watch it at least once. I think you'll have a a pretty good time watching it. There isn't anything that I feel like there was other live action films that felt more wrong, that felt like they changed so much that weren't as enjoyable, but I think this one was close enough to the animated version that I enjoyed it enough that I like at the end I I didn't feel like ah that's 2 hours I'm not going to get back.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't regret watching it. It was just, you know, it was interesting to see the changes and also just how, like, especially, like, the songs. Like... Yeah. They, like, When You Wish Upon a Star is, like, kind of, like, half in there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get the whole version <laughs> of that. They cut out the, like, Little Wooden Head song that Geppetto sings for, like, a different one where... uh uh, I forget he goes he, he, he there's some weird lyrics in that one. Um and then also there's that part where Pinocchio just looks at like a pile of poop on the floor for a little bit. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, <what?
1: laughs> he like smells and he's like, "Oh, oh no. not this."
2: He, like there's like a <laughs> yeah. There's a pile of poop on the floor. He's like, "Hmm, what's this?" My... Uh, and then he like then there's like another shot of it and then he like turns around and looks at it again and yeah, so there's a there's a there's a, like about a minute and a half on a pile of poop. In, yeah. My <laughs> in biggest concern
1: my biggest concern in that scene is that he drops the apple and then he just picks it up like nothing to take back to the teacher.
2: Like real close to the poop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. These... So oh, wow. don't, don't let that
1: uh, be the reason you do or Destroy don't watch yeah. the live version or animated version or whatever you want to call it. Unless you're like really
2: creeped Pinocchio. out by poop or something like yeah. that. You might want to fast forward. Good argument. When Pinocchio's going to school, just fast forward to that part. Yeah.
1: I, you know, Pleasure Island did look awesome, though.
2: Yeah, you know what? They got some, like, boat that goes into a Ferris wheel. Like, yeah. that kind of cool. It,
1: the way that they structured Pleasure Island, uh, that is one of the coolest scenes in that film. So, if anything, watch that. But there was multiple times where there was a couple of things that Pinocchio was doing where my kids were just busting up laughing. And like my, my youngest just would not stop because he saw what Pinocchio did or was doing and like, he's just like, this is absurd. And he just could not stop laughing. So uh, there's a couple of those moments that I think you'll catch on and you'll enjoy just as much.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I, I had to figure out
0: the lyric that I like. <laughs> that
2: one. That's that song Tom Hanks sings, like, Pinocchio, Pinocchio, and he goes, Holy Smokio, and I thought that was funny. Yeah. It says, Holy Smokio. So I might start saying that every once in a while, Holy Smokio. Holy
0: Smokio. I
1: like it. Uh, so that was a, a small tangent I wasn't expecting on taking, but you mentioned David S. Pumpkins, and I thought, all right, well, might as well talk about that now. Any um, questions? <laughs> <laughs> but I did. Oh, you know what? With that voice, like Tom Hanks is a, a hop, skip, and a jump away of being Merlin in the live-action Sword in the Stone. <laughs> oh, well, hello. Arthur, any questions? <laughs>
2: Uh, Hey, since we're talking <laughs> about characters, <laughs> there's a lot of that. Yep.
1: <laughs> so we talked about Hulk. We talked about David as pumpkin. Sorry, Geppetto and Pinocchio. I need to bring this one up because it's been a couple of weeks and we haven't had an opportunity to talk about it, but can we talk about how amazing the Ernesto de la Cruz is for Oogie Boogie Bash this year?
2: It looks pretty dang and cool. Uh, if I have to say so myself, the, uh, those uh, you know in comparison to the other skeleton uh character we have regularly walking around the parks mr jack skellington himself uh i i uh, whole nother tier this ernesto de la cruz for sure
1: i'm so glad you brought up you brought up jack for this conversation uh larry were you there just for the day or did you go for oogie boogie bash
3: I was not lucky enough to get to Oogie Boogie Bash. That thing has sold out yeah. so fast, Ugh. but I have seen plenty of video and pictures on um excuse me <laughs> on Ernesto. It's it's just I, I I'm just going to say he plays music. I mean, that's that's really cool for being a character interaction, playing the guitar and singing. That is intensely like going the extra mile for yeah. sure.
1: You know, I know Disney doesn't like to show us behind the curtain and I mean, they do right, but they're very selective about the things that they decide to pull the curtain back on. I would love to see a video on the prosthetics oh. and the makeup and everything that goes oh, yeah. into yeah. putting together Ernesto de la Cruz, because it's honestly, it's by far one of the best characters that they've done in the, dare i say the last
3: decade ooh i don't know zombie cap was something i was hoping well i did bring say back. one of the best <laughs> <laughs> cuz you're
1: right zombie cap is pretty dope
3: yeah but yeah i agree with you like like i said he has talent and then you see his aesthetics and then the costume design if you look close enough to the guitar he's holding yes. and his costume it's it's downright impeccable yeah honestly really well done
1: if we ever got a coco full themed coco area in either park like this has now set the standard for the meet and greets like if the other members of the family don't look similar to this it's just going to be disappointing like this this has set i mean look if we're not getting new attractions and they're spending their money on this great people wanted a figment attraction they're getting a meet and greet it better live up to this because so far <laughs> this and the Exo uh, Hulk or the Time Jump Hulk, whatever we're calling him, I mean, yeah, it might look clunky. He's toddling around like you said, but you you both made a great point that they're learning the technology. They're it's gonna get better, right? But the way that they did this character, like, I don't know. I it's this is what I want to see in the parks going forward. Like this type of it's not even technology it's a bunch of prosthetics and the way that they're set up that it just makes him look so good so yeah behind the scenes video on this one Disney parks I know you're listening so give us a BTS <laughs> on the making of Ernesto de la Cruz
2: and it you know it it's the makeup does have you know part of the work but it's also the the actor He's going oh, to town. Absolutely. He's got the moves. He's got the. He's got it all down for sure. It's 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 a fifty-fifty thing. That makeup is is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, that actor's doing a great job. And you know, uh, I brought up Jack Skellington, you know, because, it, <laughs> why we need a redo of him as well? Mm-hmm. It's you know he looks Good like point. a you know you paint him gray and he looks like an alien or whatever. It's not really a, a skeleton. Yeah. I'm not getting Skellington vibes. I'm getting, yeah, little green men or whatever.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I will say, though, that I can imagine how much more difficult it is to create a better-looking Jack Skellington because, you know, Ernesto is modeled after a real human skull, right? So the skeleton is is a lot more human-looking, and Jack Skellington is this weird, wiry-looking character with a big, round head... That is, you know, now been humanized, you know, anthropomorphized for the parks, you know, and it's obviously going to have its challenges. So maybe we can say it was the best that they could do at the time that they released Jack for the parks. But now yes. we're Take living shot. we're living in 2020 where we're not getting other e-ticket attractions because we're getting meet and greets and so let's put more money into meet and greets and get us a better jack.
2: I I'd have to agree. Sally looking good. Jack looking a little uh, long in the face. Yeah.
1: All right, so rounding out the parks talk this week, we have The announcement that Disney decided to drop just hours after we recorded the last episode. And that is that Magic Bands are officially coming to the Disneyland Resort this fall. Your thoughts on Magic Bands and both of you have been to Florida and have used Magic Bands before, right? Just Andrew? Just me, I think. Yeah, I've been
2: to Florida. I've used used them both trips now. It's been... Uh, a number of years since I've been to Florida, so uh, it, it's been a while and I didn't really get the full experience, I would say, because I wasn't staying on property. And then in, in Florida, it's that's like kind of the big perk is like your hotel key and yada yada yada. So, but I have used them before, okay?
1: So, uh, can, as far as it coming somewhere. to the parks now, Larry your thoughts on getting this technology in Disneyland. Is it necessary?
3: Um, necessary. Um, they need to create ways to make it more efficient to get inside the park. Cause I see going to the park a lot when we've transferred to this electronic method. Look, I wanted it on my Apple watch for a long time to use it to communicate or any i don't even care if it's your samsung watch can it can communicate with your google android phone whatever it would just be real nice if they could use that technology because let's be real the magic band plus that they're coming out with here is using probably the same technology of like bluetooth communication at your phone or nfc at your phone it has built into it or your watch and it just would expedite the entry because And keep it more secure in some facts, because some people take screenshots, they don't open up the app, or they don't know how to use the app, and then they have to open it up and then show the cast member. It's another layer to the reservation system that you already had to do to get there. This creates some efficiency getting inside of the gate. As for the uh, recently doing the Lightning Lanes and Genie Plus, I've been doing that a bit too at the park. It's not essential, but I like to see this getting more implemented because I could just see how much more efficient people are going to be at going through the line and maybe making that process a little bit quicker. Because I'll be real, Genie Plus ain't going nowhere. From the point it's launched, I've been at the park to the point now, it's staying for sure. And even if that's good or bad or how you feel about it, we kind of all could see after their we've – you've talked about it here too. They it did well during their financial quarter report. That was one of the things they kind of touted about. So if you're going to have it here for longer, then let's make it more efficient. So I'm going to go on the the ledge of saying it is essential to trying to create a more streamlined process. Unfortunately, it feels like a commercial item where you're like adding another thing you have to buy if you want to create more of a, of a magical experience of less ties to things.
2: You know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this integrates and if the turnstiles are going to change at all because at Florida they've gone with the you know the no turnstiles it's just like a little pedestal that you walk by and you scan your magic band and you put your fingerprint and then you go through and that fingerprint thing you know I've heard plenty of times plenty of people some of that stuff Gets corrupted or doesn't work every once in a while, and it makes your entry going in a little bit slower. Um, I don't know if uh, that is coming. We haven't, you know, heard anything about uh, no turnstiles. It's. I think it's gonna. It'd be a little bit more difficult um, for uh, having no turnstiles here at the Disneyland Resort just because of how close we are to the you know streets and everything. They don't just want people trying to like bum rush run into the uh, parks because anybody off the street, you know, just from general city population could, could, can get onto property and into the Esplanade um, without a ticket. So that's, you know, not a big deal. Whereas uh, in Florida, it's a little more time consuming and out of the way to try and uh, run into the park because you have to, like take a boat and drive, you know, quite a way. So I haven't heard anything about the, you know, turnstiles changing It'll just be there's going to have to be like a a touch point or something on these um, the turnstiles. And it'll you know, like Larry said, I think it's going to make hopefully make entry a little quicker and a little easier. You know, it's it's, you know, having that screenshot on your phone. Uh, that, every time they recommend have the screenshot of the thing on your phone. The same thing with PhotoPass, have the PhotoPass thing screenshot on your phone, so you'd have to keep opening up the app. Are they going to integrate this in with PhotoPass? I don't know. Hopefully they will. Just tap your Magic Band, get those photos, as opposed to yep. pulling your phone out and do this, do that, get the app. You know, all that's the plan. so here's hoping that it does make it a little streamlined. I'll probably get one. I you know I buy all this crap anyway, so might as well hopefully got a nice fun one i've got i put mine on since you brought it up my last one from walt disney world oh what is Um, that it's just a red one (laughs) this is the the last iteration before the plus um the plus came out yeah so i have i have uh i have here's the the nobody's gonna see this but i have the first gen (laughs) one here it's kind of square and flat um we had we had gone to walt disney world like just as they were rolling them out um and I don't feel I I I should I was with Melissa so I wish she was here to hear the story but we at the point of us going to Walt Disney World they were only giving these to hotel guests um it mm-hmm. was kind of like the beta rollout or whatever and so hotel guests were uh, getting the Magic Bands for free and nobody else you couldn't buy them yet um and so what we did was we there was I think was there five of us uh. Booked a, a one night stay in a campground and <laughs> uh, they sent us a big box with all of these in them with all our names, you know, so there's gonna be five of us. And we, they mailed it to us weeks before we're going and we went and visited our campground and we parked there for the the day uh, our magic kingdom trip and we left and then went to our hotel at the end. Of the- <laughs> so that was a very little, smart. uh, gaming of the system we did. I don't feel bad saying it because it was like seven years ago at ago. this point. Statute um, of Disney, exactly. Disney Statute. <laughs> um, I'm sure we weren't the only ones to do this, but, um, it was the, at the time when they were still very new, um, and they were just giving them to, to hotel guests. So, um, it was like I think the ho- the campsite for a night was like fifty dollars and we split it among five of us, so it was even cheaper than buying them when yeah. they first came out. <laughs> you know, granted, there's not they're not the you know printed with anything yeah, fun. That... I, mine was gray. Right. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the
1: Fitbit version of the Magic Band. Exactly, yeah, no, gray really
2: or no? All, actually, so oh, because that's how I actually have two of the version ones because that first trip I went, I bought the um uh premiere pass oh. uh so the both coasts pass the gold one yeah and they sent you one if you're an annual pass holder for walt disney world later so i had two <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um which i didn't know but at the time but yeah then this one uh i don't remember how i got the red one i think we just bought it i don't know but uh this, uh, the second version. But yeah, I, I was very content with, h- uh, how Magic Bands worked at Walt Disney World the last time I used them. So I would be fine with using them here. Now, the, the second version, like the second iteration, you could take the little puck out and people were putting them in necklaces or in, in different kinds of bands or, or like, uh, bangles and, and, you know, different ways of having the little, the little medallion that's in the center of it that has all the information um, because it just has like two little screws or no it yeah it just has like two little screws you pop it out and you can put it in a different thing Uh, so it'll be interesting to see does this magic band plus have that capability as well I know this one has um, some lights in it uh, so I, I don't know about the battery situation I haven't done really any looking into magic band plus at all um but there will be you know definitely some interesting things to think about you know when getting these magic bands are they rechargeable do you, they battery replaced is it yes. going to it's rechargeable <laughs> yep. oh okay then then there you go because these it has a rechargeable batteries these ones waterproof. these ones yeah. are not they're just until they die until but they die, but right? they're just they're just um i believe they're just rfid so there's a battery in there but it's just it's very low power so in theory these might still work i don't think so they've been <laughs> sitting around for quite a while but the original inc- uh, incarnations uh are not rechargeable or removable or anything so uh, it's good to hear that you they have rechargeable battery because i had not looked into it so yeah. um it comes that with was my long
1: charger too Little charger just come with a brick. <laughs> no, it's like a little puck looking thing <laughs> oh. that <it> sits
0: on. <laughs> oh, good question. <laughs>
1: yeah. <sighs> yeah, uh magic bands are interesting to me. Um It, I, I think the functionality use case of a magic band is, like to me, it's kind of lost at this point. I feel like we're too far away in the technology, where you have RFID and Bluetooth on your phone. And Larry, you brought up the point that I wanted to bring up as well, that you have watches that have this functionality, this functionality built in. Like, how hard is it for you to build an extension of the Disneyland app so that you can use an Apple watch or a Samsung Gear watch or something to do this? You know, the, the reason we don't have an app that allows you to do that with a device that's already built for doing stuff like this is the fact that they can't ding you for another 30 to 45 dollars for this Mm -hmm. piece of silicone that has a design that you like now is are they cool looking yeah they can be uh i think in some cases and depending on who's wearing it they look kind of bulky I don't think they have kids versions either so if you have very small hands or you have children with you they can't really use it which is why I think so, the second version where with the removable puck became a more popular option because kids could wear it around as a lanyard or they could put it in something custom made and stuff like that
2: So to, to on that one note they did so I'll show you my magic band just so you you can be aware So the original version has Uh, an outer and an inner section and so this Mm. i'll show this to you here you can see there's a dark and a a light section Mm -hmm. this dark section you can just peel off oh and so it's it becomes a lot smaller and so this this iteration has it as well the dark section and the colored section so this is the adult size you peel that off for the children so i don't know if these new versions have that same peely part where you can make it a kid's size or not, but the other two we iterations have side. have this little peely part where it can fit a kid's wrist, and I've seen kids wear wearing before. Um, cause mine mine goes pretty far out into the uh, uh adult. <laughs> well, you know what, I got like f-
3: Hulk wrist. four four
2: holes <laughs> on the adult one, and then but there's still like a jillion holes that go all the way up to like I mean I can fit this on a you know my dog's leg. It goes so small. Wow, like if oh she's tiny. Well, that's great so, to know. Yeah, need so um, if need that's
1: it. the case for the second one, then this new version will have it, because as far as the bands are concerned, the bands are going to be almost identical to the existing ones. The only difference is the fact that the that the puck is going to have some additional functionality, which is mm-hmm. supposed to include the ability to do lightning lane and Genie Plus, but more importantly for the Disney company, if you're staying in the hotel, is how it's going to interface with the Alexa technology. So there aren't, I mean, if you're staying in a hotel and you're using it for, you know, getting into your door and stuff like that, that's cool. Um, I don't know how safe it is because RFID technology can in many instances be cloned very easily. And so I don't know what the security features behind this device are. I don't know how far away you have to be in order to maybe clone somebody's hotel key or something like that and you know keep your family safe. Uh, not that I wouldn't use it if it came free with something, but they're not gonna give these for free, right? These are part of a packaging, you do pay for them. And if you don't like what you're buying, then they have a myriad of different designs that you can purchase. Um, would i get it i don't know i would probably get like a collector's version like a mansion one or something like that just to say mm-hmm. that i have one would i use it probably not because as far as i can see i haven't seen anything that the magic band is going to provide that i can't just do on my phone already and more effectively mm-hmm using the magic band and if the fallback to using the magic band is make sure you have it on your phone is why don't you just use your phone to begin with or better yet give us a better app that integrates with uh like an you know apple watch or a samsung watch so that's where i stand on the on the magic band thing
2: so here's my my thing that if they do it right and and they do this then Um, I'd be happy and I'd, I'd use it now security issues or not, whatever, but you know, mobile pay, you know, magic band pay is a thing that they've had before, you know, and having, having your pass linked. Now it would be nice if you could just, you know, do you have a, you know, annual pass? Yep. Boop. And okay. And it paid already too. And took the discount off. Okay. Because especially for like walking through the food line, um, do you have an annual pass? Okay, then you show it to them, and they go, okay, and then they scan the thing, and then they do the thing, and then it waits, and then, okay, then you can pay, and then you pull out your, you know, if you're mobile yeah, paying. Yeah, and even worse, you
3: when you're at a restaurant, lately they've had to, like, bring over a phone that they all have to share, the restaurant waiters or the guest are the cast members where they bring over scan, and scan your yeah, phone? Yeah, so, so it takes another. So few if minutes,
2: if they yeah. can integrate the annual pass discount or the Magic Key discount and mobile and and paying all through that, um, you know, because their mobile order and all that stuff already exists on there. So and all my information is already in the app. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if this is connected to the app, it should be able to just me go boop once. And it does my pass discount and pay and everything. Um, I would be happy if it did that because I'm not, you know, I don't frequent the uh, the Disneyland Resort hotels. I am not that uh, (laughs) well to do that That I can (laughs) I can uh, just go every trip to those. Um, So that would that would make it more worth it for me if that and the photo pass stuff, where I have it right here on my wrist and I can go you know, here's my payment and my pass discount and oh here's my photos and everything. Um and then also integrating that in with and Walt Disney World, they have that technology where you are, you're on the ride, it's already your on-ride photo is on your account because it knows you are in this car and you're wearing the magic band and you don't even have to go to a screen or anything you just yeah. walk off and it's on your account because you were in that car and we could tell you know spe- that That'd was cool. like uh i think it was you know some of them you had to go up originally you would have to go up to the screen and be like tap it and and tap the one against uh, but uh the uh, one specifically that i remember was um the the seven dwarves mine train there wasn't like a preview anything there wasn't uh, you know, screens or anything. It was just on your account. You just walked out, and then you showed up, and they was, there was a video, actually, of you on that, which was cool. Yeah. Um, I think they should. That's cool. Walt Disney World has a great on-ride photo system. They have like a lot more on-ride photos, which is nice. Like they should add more Disneyland. But that's a whole different topic. We should probably talk about what rides should uh, have on-ride photos. Um, We're getting Walt Disney that, that, World merchandise yeah.
1: in Critter Country. They can't do that right
2: now. <laughs> Oh, the the Epcot stuff <laughs> yes. is that what you're talking about? Yes. <laughs> uh yeah. They I mean, also have the Walt Disney World fiftieth like vans in the Emporium, right?
1: Um, I I get what you're saying, and I I think for the ride experience, it's possibly the one that I can see it being used for the most, especially for the photos mm-hmm. and and everything. But like for a food experience. I, how, aren't they doing away with all walk-up food purchases? Don't you have to mobile order everything? Isn't that what they're gearing towards? If it no, is, no, what no. line are you going to stand in? That's going to require you to just swipe your wrist. And the same they've kind of opened, opened it. Up you know, a bit. it's just. Yeah. Have they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: food or food lines have opened up. They do have the mobile order line and everything, but I'd there hasn't been one place that I've seen that's exclusively mobile order anymore. Okay. Now, I'm, All there right. Might there might be, but I'm not 100 percent sure. All the places that I've I've gone to, there has been a walk up line and a mobile order line, um,
3: as of the last trip I went to. Just to yeah. uh, answer your question to I mean, Andrew. It was you're saying through the gate. I believe the cast members are going to use, like, you know how they do the mobile phones right now when you check in with, like, an iPhone? Oh, it's like a tap a phone it. kind That's of thing. That's exactly what they're going to do gotcha. when you check in with the pass mm-hmm. or with the band.
1: Well, I'm going to stick to what I said. I, That's okay. I think, in general, they're novel. If you want a collectible, especially if there's any particular attraction or a property that you really enjoy... But I would think it's a better choice for Disney to just provide an app that does that with existing technology because I don't think people, I mean, maybe they will. I don't know. But if I'm wearing a watch to the park, like now I have to wear a magic band on top of it, like on my other wrist or something. Like,
2: yeah, why would you? I 100% agree with that? You know, so yeah, no, I 100% agree with that sentiment. Make I would I would much rather have my existing watch do all that yeah um and if they can fantastic but if now i'm not gonna just go out and buy a magic band either like i i want to see if all the things that i want it to do it's gonna do before i jump in on this magic band stuff unless they have a really cool one
1: yeah, that's true. And, and that's where I stand. If they do have like a really <laughs> nice mansion one or something, then yes, as from a collectible standpoint, I will get it. That from a usability my... standpoint, I don't think I would be using it. Because that was even my question. Like what the is the difference between... There?
3: Yeah, the functionality at least is there. What is the difference between buying like something that's like a, a regular item that you buy that's just collectible? So then it kind of falls into that category. At least it's got some functionality to it. So I guess that's the... When you tell yourself when you like they're buying it, you're not at least being like, if you could set it up, you're like, well, at least this has some functionality to it I could use in the future. And it's not just something I may like to look at if that's kind of the idea. And well, yeah. also,
2: they're not like the prettiest thing to look at. I mean, it just looks they're like no. a watch, watch sitting yeah. there. So you got to get like a watch display right, or right. something like, yeah. like, on the collectible standpoint, it is more for if you're going to be wearing it to be like i've got the mansion one i've got the roger rabbit one i've got the brown one like i don't know (laughs) i've got the poop from pinocchio one i like (laughs) exclusively only at (laughs) you the disney plus pavilion at at, uh, (laughs) the at downtown disney that'll probably be there at some point (laughs) that's funny they're gonna have a bounty
3: hunter experience with this one too just a heads up that was about the magic oh yeah it
2: it it ties into, yeah, I think, I mean, you can do that on the app as well, the play Disney app, the bounty hunter thing, but it will be, that'll be integrated in as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As it unfolds, I think we'll see how much they're worth it. Just initial now, I think for the Disneyland resort, I don't know. I just don't see it as a necessity, but let's throw the question out to the listeners and see how they feel about having a magic band. So How do you feel about it, one, coming to the Disneyland Resort, and do you see yourself buying one and using it around in the resort? Or have you used it at Walt Disney World and have had such a great experience with it that you think it's a necessity coming to Disneyland? Or have you gotten it for Disney World and found that it just wasn't necessary and it just kind of bogged down your experience? Like, you know, tell us about it. We'd love to hear, and we'll share those stories um, in an upcoming episode. Yeah, So that's it. I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, that Dreamlight Valley talk at the beginning just kind of <laughs> sidetracked the show a
3: little bit more. I still than got expected. it open. You're I'm still, still playing? playing it. Well, I'm
0: still playing.
3: That's There's funny. two hours of gameplay. I've play. been <laughs> finding some time
2: capsules. You know what? I'm talking to Donald. I leveled up Donald to 10 while we were talking here. Nice. So, and then my, my plants still haven't gotten dusty, so that's good. <laughs> uh, you know... It's nighttime so it's kind of hard to see in some of these other spookier areas. <laughs> Spook-casting. Oh, that's
1: another thing. It does sync up with your real time. So if it's nighttime for you, it's nighttime in the game. That's daytime. Cool. Yeah, Exactly. one you know.
2: time one time I I like upgraded like I I think I like welcomed Remy or something and I came out of the castle and it was daytime and I was playing at like midnight and I was like this is weird and then I had to turn the game off and turn it back on. So oh, interesting.
1: Glitch. Yeah. Glitches. <laughs>
2: All right. That
1: is going to wrap it up for this episode. Any final thoughts on anything that we talked about or any other comments before we close it out for today?
2: You fool. I don't know. I'm going to po- I'm gonna post the video related of the you fool on my Instagram so or <laughs> on my story right now. It's from this Gilbert Gottfried, like the Hollywood Squares. If you don't know what it is, look up Gilbert Gottfried, you fool on YouTube. It's very funny. Nice.
1: All right, with that, it's time to wrap it up. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic
3: week, everyone. See ya. Keep it magical.
0: I got the magic
2: in
3: me. Oh, man. Look out.
2: (laughs) It's got the juice, it's got Got
3: the 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 carrots.
0: Part of the Podcateers Network.